the first 13 went great. Like a normal, like you feel great for those first 13 miles. And then all of a sudden reality starts to sneak in and like you hit 18 and you're like, oh God. Dizruns Radio episode 894 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by my coffee. That's right. Uh, somehow, still, still not entirely sure how this works, but I have my, I have my own coffee, and uh, I think it's pretty good. I don't know. I haven't heard anything bad about it yet. So those of you that have tried it must also think it's pretty good. Uh, but seeing as today's episode was actually recorded in person, which you know you'll get to, we'll get to that in just a second. Um, but it was in person on a coffee date. It was just too perfect to not, you know, not make today's episode be sponsored by my coffee as well. So uh, happy to have a partnership with the folks over at Siskin Roasters, a friend of the show. Uh, Joe Gates is uh, behind that over there. He was on the show way, way, way back in the day. You'd probably have to go back into the archives to find that one uh, because it's probably not available on your uh, podcast app at this point because I think it was like around episode 160 or something like that. Um, But anyway, he's in charge over there and he was like, dude, I know you like coffee. You talk about all the bloody time. How would you like to have your own coffee? That's how Diz Runs Coffee came came to be. So uh, if you want some good coffee, and you know this time of year for a lot of us, at least those here in the northern hemisphere, where you know winter is is uh, coming, or maybe winter is already here, um, and those of us that live in Florida, maybe winter never gets here. But but that's still you know any excuse for a good cup of coffee is a good excuse in my book. And so uh, if you want to support the show, get some good coffee, help you help you stay warm from the inside out uh, this holiday season uh, and in, into the uh, the new year into 2021. Uh, disruns.com slash coffee is the link disruns.com slash coffee. Uh, it'll redirect you right over there to the Siskin roasters page. Uh, and you can buy one, two, five, ten 10 bags of coffee, as much coffee as your little heart desires. Uh, you can get it there and, uh, you know, support the show, support your coffee habit, support a, a small independent business coffee roaster as well. Um, kind of one of those win, win, win situations. So thanks to Joe for uh, making this happen. Uh, thanks to you guys for supporting your coffee habit and supporting, supporting my show and uh, what we've got going on here, building an empire at the same time. So disruns.com slash coffee. And now without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, my guest today is one of those runners that does all the races, road, trail, and uh, especially the Spartans. Uh, obviously, this year has been a bit of a struggle for her, but uh, like all of us, she's just doing her best to adapt and uh, you know making it work and, and moving forward and uh, hoping that it won't be too long before she can get back out there and tow the line in a race uh, somewhere soon. She's also a lady that I've had the pleasure of coaching for the past year and a half, so um, I guess at some point... That makes me an enabler of her race shenanigans as well. Uh, maybe an accomplice. I don't know. I plead the fifth is the moral of that story. But anyway, uh, looking forward to today's chat uh, in person at uh, Walt Disney World here in the, the Dolphin. I don't know. Is this a resort? Dolphin Resort, hotel, whatever, spa, fanciness, uh, living the high life with uh, none other than Miss Carrie Nelson. So, Carrie, thanks for joining us today, and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, looking looking forward. This has been a, 
I don't know if it's been a long time coming, but something we've kind of talked about a little bit here and there of maybe making it happen, especially this year with you know talking to all folks that are listening to the show. And it was like, I knew eventually you'd be, be down here. So it's like, hey, let's do it in person. And, uh, and here we are. So guys, if you are not already uh, connected with Carrie on, on the social medias, you want to kind of follow along with some of the stuff she's got going on. Uh, Instagram, pretty much the best place, pretty much the only place, um, at least the best and the only. I don't know. Whatever I'm trying to say here. The handle there is uh, a bit of a mouthful, but we'll try to get it out. It's at running underscore with underscore the underscore rockstar so running with the rockstar underscores between all the words um and if you're if you're as lost as i am and i'm even looking at the at the notes right here in front of me uh all you gotta do is point your browser back to disruns.com slash 894 disruns.com slash 894 is the link back to the show notes for today and we'll of course have everything linked up there uh as per usual so uh carrie the way we uh always start these episodes which you've heard one or two of them in your day so uh, you, you know this is coming it's not a big surprise um, but uh, it's, it's a great way to start the conversation. And, and honestly, as much as I, I've gotten to know you over the last year and a half and working with you, um, I, can, I can pretty honestly say I don't know exactly where you're going to go with this one. I, have, I maybe have a couple of ideas, but I, I'm, I'm not positive uh, either. So I'm going to ask it because I'm curious to know, and, and we'll start the conversation there. What is your favorite distance to race and why? You know, this is a question that I've, like, thought about every single time I've listened to your shows and what I would say when I actually get to talk to you about it. And uh, after a lot of thought, um, the Spartan Super Distance, which is probably about a seven or eight mile race, Mm -hmm. is my favorite distance. Okay. Okay. I figured it was going to be Spartan. Yeah. I I, I thought that was probably going to be a a safe guess. Um, and, and I still don't know that I figured out all the different distances. So thanks for breaking that down. Because, yeah. like, like, I feel like, you know, you, you'll, you'll tell me, hey, I've got, I've got this coming up or that coming up or thinking about this. And I'm like, all right, well, what, what are the distances again? So for those that, that speak Spartan about as well as I do, which is not very well, um, what, what are some of the different distances, different options that are, that are available for those that maybe are more interested in uh, attempting a Spartan race than I am at, at the moment? So the interesting thing about Spartans is that – um, bef- this year they kind of try to regulate, or I shouldn't say this year, last year, because mm-hmm. this year not very many races right, actually right, happened. Right. Um, they started to try to regulate the different distances to more of the traditional race style, mm-hmm. like five, ten, half style race distances. Right. But it's actually not still traditional style. <laughs> like, <laughs> because, because it wouldn't be a Spartan right, if it was traditional. Exactly. Right. Um, so um, the different dif- distances are there's a sprint, Mm-hmm. which is like your 5K distance, but it usually averages more around the four-mile right. range. So it's, um, it's like trail running. It's just an ish. Everything's ish. an ish an with ish. Spartans. With okay. Spartan, it's always an ish. Um, and so then you have the Super, which is a 10K-ish. 10K right. Um, you have the Beast, which is like a half marathon-ish. Um, and then you have the Ultra, which is 30 plus miles. So like legit Ultra-ish. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like legit we just skip, ultra-ish. We skip the marathon and go yeah. right to Ultra. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it can range anywhere from, um, you know, a 10K distance to like an eight mile for the super right. or uh, in like last year's Killington Beast that I ran, uh, that ended up being 15 miles. Okay. And we thought it was going to be 13 and it ended that, up. That's a rude awakening. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> rude awakening to come around the corner and be like, okay, we've hit, you know, 12 and a half miles. The race is mm. almost over and you come around the corner and they're sending you back up. A mountain and right. you realize you have another at least another mile or two to go <laughs> right it's crushing and of course it's up the mountain it's up you have the another mountain. mile right yeah. exactly yeah exactly. um so the super distance is my favorite it's enough 
that I can really open up and run mm. um, and push myself without feeling like complete death when right. everything is said right. and done. Of course, it, it uh, you know, feeling like death um, <laughs> probably helps that you, you can never run just one of these things. Like you're like, oh, there's like seven races going on this weekend. Right. I'm going to do all seven of them. Right. So it really doesn't matter what the distance is. You're just going to feel like death at the end of it. Right. Anyway. Exactly. Fair enough. Exactly. Because you have to get the trifecta. That's the other <laughs> yeah, thing. You have to. You have to get the trifecta. <laughs> so, you know, you have you most most weekends are like there's like a super sprint or there's a sprint beast and you get two wedges mm-hmm. that add to your trifecta. So you get a sprint, a super and a beast all together. And that equals one shiny extra medal that you get. Wow. I mean, and, and we all know we'll, we'll we'll do foolish things for extra medals exactly. in, the, in the running community. Exactly. That's, that's for sure. Um <laughs> Since, since we're on the Spartans, and I don't know, we'll, I wouldn't be shocked if we came back to it at all at some point. But um, while we're here, um, what about the, uh, and I know it's, it's probably going to be another ish type of answer, mm-hmm. um, but what, what about number of obstacles, type of obstacles? Is it, mm-hmm. is it somewhat standard at the different distances that there's going to be, you know, for the, the sprint, there's going to be whatever, there's going to be 10? Or, or, like, is it somewhat what uniform there as well, or is it all still kind of just who knows what, what each course offers. It's, there's still an ish involved in it. You mm-hmm. are right. Um, but I would say for this sprint, they it's it's entry level. Like a lot of um, the obstacles that you see on the sprint are ones that are manageable for any skill level. Okay. Um, you do have your traditional obstacles that you are always going to see no matter what the distance is. Like you're always going to see monkey bars. You're always going to see multi-rig in some kind of a fashion, which is rings that you go across just like monkey bars on on steroids right yeah Yeah. um there's always going to be a heavy carry um usually two no matter what the distance is so you'll probably see a sandbag carry and you'll see a bucket carry as well right um there's always a a dunk wall that you have to do (laughs) which is not my favorite (laughs) (laughs) out of all of the obstacles i would say dunk walls probably the one that i dread the most um there's barbed wire crawl for all the distances um, so you have those standard ones, and then as you get up higher and higher, they add extra layers of right. obstacles and how they can mess with you. And, like, monkey bars will get progressively harder, uh, and multi-rig gets increasingly harder. So with multi-rig at the sprint level, it's just rings that you're going across. Okay. But then at super level, there's usually rings, and then you transition to a bar, and then you have to go back over to. So it's like different again. types of grip strength yeah. that have and to be. And then you get to the beast, in. and the beast has like ropes that you have to swing across back mm. to rings and stuff. So there's different levels of difficulty the higher the race is on right. top of it. Right. Which it basically. It's just to make you fail eventually, and then you have to do burpees. <laughs> right, right. So. We, we wouldn't want to make it too easy because we right. want make we want to make sure that everybody's doing all the all the burpees, right. as many burpees as, as possible. As many burpees as you possibly can do. Gotcha, so gotcha. That's a good time. Yeah, because you know, who doesn't love to just interrupt their run with you know some burpees or right. some monkey bars right. or you know I mean I guess but, I guess. Um, yeah, but it it usually is like starts off. There's usually about twenty obstacles, and then as the race distance gets higher, there's a couple more that are added mm-hmm. on to it, mm-hmm. depending on it. I, I feel like I've asked this question to other folks that are are fairly you know big time fans of the different types of of obstacle course races. Um, but if if I'm doing the math here, you know we're talking you know twenty obstacles, something like that. Um, you know, so so clearly that's at least for the short, am I right? Shorter distance, like even mm-hmm. like the sprint, there's like 15, 20. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so you're talking, you know, multiple, dis- multiple obstacles every mile mm-hmm. in, in these races. Um, how, 
how much of the race would you say is it's kind of a terrible way of wording it, but like how much of it is quote unquote running and how much of it is the obstacles and when, when it comes to preparing for a race, like obviously running is important, but it's not like you're going to get out and, and have to run three, four, five miles at a, at a clip before you have, a, uh, you know, your breaks all the time. Uh, so, so how, how, you know, kind of for you, how does, how does preparing for one of these races, like how much of it is running focused? How much of it is strength focused? Like, like what's it like for you? Um, so for me, the biggest thing that I focus on when it comes to a Spartan race is being able to run short distances and stop be able to do upper body or whatever, mm. whatever the exercise is right. for that obstacle and being able to start again. So it, it's a lot of like short running intervals um, layered with doing burpees or doing some kind of upper body weight lifting thing to mm. get you using different muscles. Um, but that for the sprint, um, it's a lot of stop and start. Like you'll run like a quarter mile and right. then you'll hit like three obstacles back to back to back. Okay. So, so they stack them up. Otherwise so, yeah. it'd really be a hot right. mess. Okay. So gotcha. there's gaunt, they call them like Spartan gauntlets. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you'll start off a Spartan race and you might like jump over, um, like a hay wall for right. your first one. And then like, there might be over walls that you have to do and then you'll run for a while and then there'll be, um, rope climb to monkey bars to, uh, Atlas carry. Mm-hmm. And, if you're not prepared to like go and transition from running to doing these upper body intense workouts, right. you're going to end up uh, doing burpees. <laughs> you're doing a lot of burpees, yeah. And that can be killer too. So like you could be having the best race that you, of your life, and then all of a sudden you hit a Spartan gauntlet that's got like multi rig rope and monkey bars and you fail all three and all of a sudden you've stacked up 90 burpees that you have to, <laughs> right. to right. do and you're only depending on whatever the distance is you could still have like you know a 10k to go mm-hmm. or in ultra distance like we right. could have 15 more miles to go yeah. um so from a spartan tran- um standpoint the miles are important uh, elevation is mm-hmm. super important, um, but being able to stop and start and get yourself going again is the key to those yeah. kind of. Yeah, that's that's a good point, and, and probably one of those things. And maybe this is some, maybe this is one of those beneficial conversations for me because it'll help me to maybe design some mm-hmm. training for you down the road uh, when when races are happening again, where you know there there's a bit more of that stopping and starting mixed in as opposed to you know, training like, all right, so you got a, you got a, a beast coming up. So we're going to do X number of miles. We're going to make sure the long run is this and that and the other. But I mean, I know this intellectually, but, but hearing it now, maybe even more so that it's, it's a completely different animal than just going out and running 15 miles to, to do some of these, uh, longer distance Spartan events because of all that stopping and starting. And then, and again, activating different muscle groups, doing a bunch of burp, like all those, those things that, that layer into it, that, that make it, uh, Make it not exactly my cup of tea. <laughs> I, uh, my goal is to someday, someday for the Tampa race, you will be running a sprint with me. It is my goal. I'm going to figure out a way to make this happen. Okay. All right. I'm, well, I'm gonna... as, as I've, I've learned the hard way, I'm a never say never kind of guy because as soon as I say never, that's when, uh, that's when things <laughs> go, go sideways. Um, but good luck. Good luck with that. I'll, I'll, I'll bid you good luck and, uh, <laughs> and say that there's a chance. And, and uh, as I've said before, maybe to you, maybe not. Um, if you could guarantee me the weather conditions on the day, 
Like, okay. Okay. You know, maybe. But, you know, if, if, we could, if we could get the right weather to where getting wet and muddy is, you know, it's warm enough that it's not mm-hmm. a big deal, like, like, great. And, you know, you might think, oh, Florida. Like, yeah, it's, it's always going to be. Com- mm-hmm. Like, no, not always going to be. No. Um, you know, these, these Spartan down here is in, like, December, I think, usually. And, and it could be beautiful. And it could also be, you know, yeah. 45 degrees. And, and because there's that chance, I don't know. It's I'm not going to say never. <laughs> it's been, uh, yeah, all of my Florida Spartans that I've done uh, down here have been interesting yeah. in the weather department. Yep. Uh, Jacksonville in February Can was be very chilly, very cold. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, so you start off wearing like layers and then like you start running and like your body heats up and then all of a sudden you have all these extra layers on. Yeah. And so then you're sitting in the corral and you're like, do I just take everything off and deal with the cold until I'm warmed up or like. Yeah, and, and no matter which way you go with that, once you jump into the damn water, it doesn't matter it so how many cold. clothes you got yeah. on. <laughs> it is freezing. It's and just not enjoyable. Yeah, they had us walking through some kind of swamp or oh, lake it's Florida, thing. so yeah, swamp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. And I'm like looking for like alligators. and. <laughs> oh, yeah, goodness. it was pretty. Um, yeah, Jacksonville was interesting. It was cold. It was definitely yes. cold. Yes, it does. And, and again, you know, I know sometimes people give me crap when I talk about cold down here mm-hmm. and like it might not be proper, you know, New England or Midwest or whatever mm-hmm. cold, but get wet at 45 degrees. Like, I mean, n- nobody likes running in the rain when it's 40 degrees. Nobody likes, uh, I don't like no. running through the swamp when it's 40 degrees either, but you know, to each, to each their own, but, uh, shifting gears and, and maybe moving back in the timeline a little bit, Carrie, how'd you get, how'd you get started in running? Is that, uh, something that's always been a thing for you or something like, how'd you, how'd you, you know, find your way into the sport to begin with? So for me, I never considered myself a runner for most of my adult life or even when I was a kid, like I, I have cerebral palsy. So for me, I was always told like, it's okay. Like you don't have right. to run. Like you have a disability. You got to pass in gym class right. and all that good like, stuff. Like, you right? know, you don't have to do the mile, take your time with it, like whatever. So for a good portion of my life, like running was never even on my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably in 2017, um, I decided that I needed to lose a little bit of weight. Um, I was having issues with my leg and needed to shed some pounds so that mm-hmm. I wasn't uh, putting stress on it. So I decided, why not take up running and see see if I can even do it. So I started small uh, and started to really enjoy it. Um, decided to sign up for Princess Half Marathon mm-hmm. down in Walt Disney World uh, for 2018. I started training for that. Uh, realized that, like, just not only the physical benefits of running, but the mental benefits mm. that came with running was huge for me. Uh, and it allowed me to like really process out all the stress and anxiety that I had in my life. Um, and really just fell in love with it. Mm. Um, I did the Jimmy fun walk in 2017, which is 26.2 miles for, um, cancer research. Right. Um, and decided in November of 2017 to, why not just jump into, because, <laughs> you know, that's what I do. Uh, why not just jump into um, a marathon in Walt Disney World in 2018? So marathon was my first real legit race. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because why not? Like, Because uh, why not? Why not run a marathon <laughs> is my, my first big race. How did, how did that race go? I mean, because, again, like, like at least you had had covered 26 right. miles leading up to that in, in the Jimmy fund, uh, 
race walk, whatever you want. I mean, it was mostly a walk, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like trying to run 26 miles just a couple months later when this hadn't even been on the radar for only a couple of months? <laughs> um, it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was really lucky because we got really good conditions down here for, mm-hmm. for marathon. Um, it was like probably 40 degrees to start with. And I think I actually had on my jacket through the entire race. I never actually took out all the layers that I had put on. Um, so I had really good running conditions for, for marathon. Um, the first 13 went great. Like a normal, like you feel great for those first, mm-hmm. first 13 miles. And then all of a sudden reality starts to <laughs> sneak in and like you hit 18 and you're like, Oh God, like I still have, still have a long way to right, go. I have a long way to go. <laughs> and you start questioning everything. So, you know, I, typically battle between 18 to mile 22 even now like Mm. that's still my my struggle um so so those miles were really long and and tough but then once we got back into epcot and all the people were cheering for you you get that adrenaline rush and you finish strong um but yeah probably not the smartest choice that i made probably should have kept it as princess as um my first race but on the flip side of it, like, I'm, I wasn't a big fan of Princess when I actually ran Princess. Mm. It wasn't my cup of tea for a race. Um, so I'm kind of happy that Marathon ended up being that first race for me. Right. What, um, what about Princess, seeing as you're a Disney person, yeah. like, what, what about Princess wasn't your cup of tea? Because, <laughs> I mean, you are quite the princess. So I, I mean, it's Princess. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's it just, it, it's... It's a lot of people. Um, it's a different race environment, I feel like, than what marathon is. Um, it's a lot, like, it's just politically correct way of saying <laughs> it. <laughs> There's a lot of drama, I feel like, that's associated with Princess. And um, I had a really hard time with um, running and not, like, like being able to run and not be met with like a wall of mm-hmm. girl power, like people holding hands and which is great. Right. It's amazing. Like for people that the, like are in it, five or six people running shoulder to shoulder right, or whatever. Yeah. Right. You know? Um, so it just wasn't my cup of tea with like all the glitter and the drama associated with princess was not, um, yeah, this is not your thing. You know, I'm like a, a rocker. Like <laughs> I was like, this is not, my scene whatsoever um marathon just like i think it's a little bit more serious of a runner environment um mm. from my perspective of it um so i just enjoy it more right um but i do love star wars and, and wine and i like i've done all of the races um princess just tends to be the one that yeah it's not your cup of tea it's and not. that's okay and that's and that's i mean you know the the beauty of the running world in general, you know, the, the beauty of even some of the Disney stuff where, you know, like, even though it's, they're all Disney races, mm-hmm. there, there is, I think it is fair to say good or bad. And, and, you know, that's, that's for each person to right. decide, but that each of the different races does have a little bit of a different feel and there's right. a different vibe. And there's maybe sometimes even a different crowd that shows up. Mm-hmm. I mean, typically going to be a lot of Disney people, yeah. but, but there is some, some variation from, from race to race. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, you know, again, I mean, if it's not your cup of tea, you don't come back and run Princess, right. but you come back and run Marathon and you run some of the other events. Right. I mean, we're here what's supposed to be Wine, wine and Dine weekend, but obviously, you know, that, that's been canceled and yeah. turned into virtual. But, you know, it's, it's 
I mean, that's that's Disney running, and I mean, obviously, that's running in in twenty twenty. Um, so, still going back to that that original timeline. So, the first race is a marathon. Mm-hmm. Did you? Well, clearly, you had a little bit of an idea what you're getting yourself into because you'd done the, the walks. You knew what twenty six miles felt yeah. like. Um, but but outside of the the drama and the the situation, you know, like like just not being as much of a cup of tea for Princess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just as far as, as I'm assuming here that the race itself maybe went better for you for princess because you had just done 26 miles a month earlier right. or, or, uh, you know, so how did, how did that second race, the race itself for you go outside of the, the atmosphere that maybe wasn't your cup of tea? Was it, was it a better race? Was it completely different? Were you still recovering? Like how, how was the princess half marathon? Uh, for you? It, it was good. Um, I felt stronger, mm-hmm. um, than I did in January when I was there. Um, it, it was fun. Like, and running through the Magic Kingdom is always mm-hmm. um, energizing and gives you that boost to get through the second half of the half. Um, but I would say that I really hit my stride for Star Wars. So, because okay. I did all the races that year. So oh, I, wow. I, yeah. So gotcha. I was like, why not just do all why of them? Why not do all of them? <laughs> I was an AP. So I was like, all right. Annual so, pass holder you know, for those of you that right. don't speak Disney. Right? So, make sure you we're know, clear on that. It's not like I had to buy tickets uh, for every single time that I was coming down here. I have family that live down here, so it was an excuse to come down and visit mm. family when we came down. So marathon was tricky. Princess was the first, like, okay, like I've got, I got a handle on this. Mm. And then Star Wars, um, Star Wars, I rocked. Like Star Wars was like the first race I would say that I was like, okay, like I'm a runner. Like right. this is the first time that I, I really felt like you know, this is where I should be. This is what I've been missing in my life. Um, I just had an all out great time for mm-hmm. Star Wars. Uh, and then wine and dine. I, at that point had been doing Spartans on top of r- running road races. Right. So I was getting accustomed to this new life at that point. Right. Right. Um, and, and just for, again, for those that don't speak Disney very well or, or aren't familiar with the Run Disney calendar, just, and not that this is a question for you, but just laying out the timeline. So we're talking January for the marathon, yep. February for Princess, like late April, early May, something like that yep. for Star Wars, mm-hmm. and then early November for Wine, Wine and Dine. So yep. it's, it's, that's kind of the timeline here. And then the first, really like the first year of being, being a runner, being a runner yep. I mean, you, you, you hit the ground running. Um, <laughs> definitely didn't mean that, but, uh, there we go. Pun, pun, uh, pun unintended. Um, as, as a Disney fan, clearly a Disney fan, I mean, oh, with, yeah. with, Huge. you know, all the races that you've run since that, that first year. And, and like you said, being an annual pass holder already, um, what was like, this is something that I've, I've not struggled with, but you know, it's something that I think sometimes people don't recognize when it's like, hey, we're going to run the Disney Marathon. We're going to run, you know, one of the half marathons, whatever, is that, yes, you run in the parks, but you don't run in the parks that much no, you you know, over the course of 13 miles or 26 miles. Like, like I, I, I have said this before, or at least I thought this before, that I should go back and like look at Garmin and try to figure out th- like how much time am I actually in the park over the course of 26.2 miles? Uh, Cause it's not much. I think my, no. my rough estimate is like maybe four miles, yeah, that, four and a half miles, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, what was your expectation? 
I mean, obviously, by, I at least assume by the time you get to the second, third, fourth race that year, you kind of figure out that, like, yeah, there's a lot of time on the back roads, a lot mm-hmm. of time in the parking lots, a lot of times not in the fun places. Mm-hmm. But was that something that you were prepared for or, or kind of, you know, in those, those first couple races of like kind of seeing how Run Disney shakes out? Um, was it what, what was the expectation of time in the park? This is going to be great or, or kind of like was that a rude awakening? Like how did that the park side of the Disney running play out? So for marathon, I think I was just in awe of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like it, it was just a, a mag- magical day. Like, right, you know, right. like I remember walking to uh, the corrals on marathon morning and some guy looking at me and saying, congratulations, you're about to PR your race oh. today because it was my first marathon ever. Mm-hmm. And that has stuck with me all the way up today. Like right. I always go back to that. Um, so for marathon, it would, it w- I think everything was just surreal and just like the character stops and everything along the way made it worth it. But I would say for princess, I was really disappointed because the only like real drive or lure for princess for the half marathon is running through magic kingdom mm-hmm. and magic kingdom is like what, like a, a, a mile maybe, and the rest of the time right. you're on that horrible nothing road, road. nothing <laughs> road for miles upon miles and it's rough like it it, it gets to you mm-hmm. uh and then you're not back in Epcot until the last half like, mile half or something mile or yeah. so. um so for princess it, it it was definitely a letdown and probably another reason why like it's not my favorite right um for star wars i really enjoyed just what they did on the outside of the parks because they have like light shows of like mm. battles and stuff as you're running in the dark. So right. that, that was a cool added um, thing that they had and then running through Hollywood and everything mm-hmm. helped. And then uh, for wine and dine, wine and dine, you ran through Pandora. I think okay. that was the first time that we got to run through Pandora. So that was That's really, pretty cool, at night. Yeah. really cool to see. Um, so yeah, I had, an idea of, mm-hmm. you know, all the back road running and stuff yep. that, but, um, for the most part, I think the character stops and, and all yeah. that help along the way and the entertainment that they mm-hmm. have along the way helps. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I just always, I always laugh a little bit or at least chuckle when it's, you know, all the, the advertisement is, you know, 26.2 right. magical miles. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe it's like five magical yeah, miles and they, and they try, of course yeah. they put entertainment out mm-hmm. there. They put characters out there. They, they, they try to spice up the back roads a little bit, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, you know, it's, Th- it's not exactly the most exciting back roads sometimes. I mean, there's definitely points on like the marathon course where you're running like, e- like ESPN zone is like, I hate oh, that. So glad they took that out this year. I, right. <laughs> <laughs> like running up to it and then running through ESPN zone, like was the worst part of marathon mm. for me. And like, I don't know, it, may, it might have something to do with the fact that it was my first ever marathon. And that's at the rough, and that's so at that like, rough patch. That rough that, patch yeah. So it, I might associate that a little bit with it, but like, I always dread just that section of running up to it and then running all the way through all the fields uh-huh. and you turn the corner and you're like, okay, there can't be another. Oh yeah. There can and then be. there is, <laughs> and then you just keep on going and going and going. Um, so yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's struggle. Yep. Yep. So, um, I mean, I'm sure we could probably keep going on the Disney stuff, but at some point we're going to lose everybody that's not a Disney person. Right. So let's, <laughs> let's shift off of that for a little bit uh, and get back to, to Spartans because I was going to ask, you know, kind of when, when did it, the Spartan thing come into play, but you already kind of said that even in that first year, I mean, you, you went, deep into just running all the races so what was yeah. what was it that, that attracted you to a spartan ocr type of thing for the first time so my um gym 
Beckler in, in Vermont that I go to, um, my trainer was a big Spartan um, racer, still is mm-hmm. a big Spartan racer. Uh, and he would hold hell and still does. I sh- I'm, I'm saying as if he doesn't do it anymore, <laughs> but I think it's 2020. Like. <laughs> but so every year he puts a team together for Killington and we do uh, the sprint together mm-hmm. as like a gym. So you can run open and not have to do all the burpees. Like you can like split up between team members and stuff like that if you fail obstacles or whatever. So we do um, the Killington Sprint every year. And so I was like, sure, why not? I'll sign up for it and see what it's all about. Like I've been doing all this stuff in the gym and it'd be Mm kind of cool to do and experiencing something different. Um, So I started training for Killington in probably April, so right around Star Wars time would have been when I started training for it. And in September, we took on the Killington sprint together. And, like, I didn't think I could love running anymore until I did my first OCR. Like, I just loved everything about Mm -hmm. Spartan. It had running. It had, you know, upper body stuff. It was always changing. There was no moment that it was it just got monotonous, you know, like mm-hmm. just when you were like, Oh my God, like I need to take a break from running. You would hit an obstacle right. and it'd break it up and it made it easier to get through the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for, again, somebody who has leg issues, like having just that even like 30 seconds to a minute to right. let the leg rest and use a different muscle group, uh, was huge for me because it, it allowed me to run faster, run longer. Um, but Killington was rough. Like my first, my first um, Spartan was definitely mm-hmm. um, eye-opening. Right. Um, I realized that I had a lot of training that I still had to do. Um, definitely a lot of more elevation work mm-hmm. that I needed to throw into my my daily workouts because it's all just climbing mountains right. and all that. So I just hit the ground running and yeah, fell in love with it. So again, I mentioned this in the in the intro, but it's it's pretty clear if we look at that timeline of your first year mm-hmm. of running that that races um, are are a big part of of what you enjoy about, or at least I'm, I'm maybe putting words in your mouth, but like like races are a big part of your running yeah. in general. Um, what is it about race day or or you know back back in the day when races were a thing mm-hmm. again, and hopefully <laughs> will be again before too much longer? Um, what was it about the race day? experience the race day environment that that really seems to to really get you going and get you excited i think it's just just the ambiance of everything just the excitement um you know the nervousness that you get right before like they let you go from the corrals Mm -hmm. um and just you know like you do training run after training run after training run and like you're trying to get the distance in you're trying to condition your body um but you you want to maintain some level so that you can keep on going during the week like you don't want to push your body too hard and then be knocked out for the week but with racing like you actually have the ability to push yourself and Mm -hmm. to see just what you're capable of and and for me like i always am amazed at what your your body is capable of doing um and so for me with my leg and seeing like okay like i can do a marathon like what else can i challenge myself with like what is what did I think I could never do that mm-hmm. I actually can do? Right. Um, and so for me, it was always just like proving to myself that like 
I am capable. It, my disability doesn't define who I am. Mm. Um, and I'm proud of where I've come. Right. Um, so for me, there was that aspect of, of or is an aspect of racing mm -hmm. is just being able to prove to myself that I am capable um, to embrace it because I never know right. when it could change. Um, you know, it, it's just it's amazing to see what your bodies can actually do if you put the time and work into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you're right, like that, that it, it is such a um, like a, a defined marker mm -hmm. of like where we are right now, wh what I can do to, on, on the given day. Mm -hmm. um, and, and for a lot of folks, especially roadrunners, I think maybe even more specifically, if I can categorize, if I can, if I can just, you know, speak, speak with a big, broad brush here, but like, you know, times and comparing times and trying to get faster and setting new PRs is something that drives a, lo a lot of folks. Um, but as, as I've talked about before, sometimes in, I think a few times on the podcast, certainly in, in private conversations or one-to-one -one conversations or in general on, you know, Facebook or whatever, um, you know, you talk about like trail running and yes, you can still have PRs, but there's a lot of variables. There's a lot of ish. There's a lot of, you know, different terrains, different courses, like, like you just may not ever PR in the 50k at this course because it's all mountains versus this 50k is all flat and and for the Spartans from mm. from what I've gathered from from today's conversation from from conversations we've had over the last year and a half or so um, even more so the amount of variability as far as mm -hmm. how they stack the obstacles some days you get the obstacles in your favor that are the ones that you're strong at so you don't have to do very many burpees some days you get all the obstacles that are the worst ones oh, for yeah. you and it's just all burpees all yeah. the time um so kind of going back to what you said about, you know, the race day being a measurement mm -hmm. op opportunity and kind of where am I at right now? How, how, I don't know, how frustrating maybe is it to, to know that you can't compare, even though maybe you try to compare, like yeah. I did this and even, you know, again, just like trail running, you go year to year at the same event, the same distance, the obstacles are different. The weather conditions are different. The the course plays out differently. Yeah. Um, how, how f difficult, frustrating, insert, proper adjective here is it comparing race results when you really probably shouldn't compare race results right. because they're not the same race year to year yeah uh, it can be frustrating for sure um killington for example was just like we had so much um goals in mind for like what we wanted to finish the race in um because we had done so much elevation mm -hmm. work and we were like okay we're ready for killington like our grip strength is there like everything's in place for us to have a really good race and then it rained <laughs> and so like the first like three or four miles was great but then it just got horrible like mm -hmm. it, like there was mud everywhere the elites that had gone through before us had like thrashed the yeah. course and so like we're going down like diamondback like ski <laughs> mountains and like there's no traction because it's just right. like just dirt and mud and mm. it was a nightmare but then you get to an obstacle and it's covered in mud because people have fallen down and right. like there's no way to grip the obstacle um so that was frustrating um so you kind of have to take spartan races more with assessing how you feel at the end of it mm. so like w my first race that i ever did for spartan like i felt like a truck had hit me for like two weeks right. afterwards like and it was just a sprint like it wasn't even like 
some major distance. And I hate saying just a, right, because right. I feel like you can challenge yourself at any distance 100%, and 100%. feel the same way you would for an ultra versus a sprint, depending mm -hmm. on how much you're pushing yourself and pushing your body. Um, but it was, that was the first race and I felt like I had been hit by a truck. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward to the beast that we did last year at Killington and I, my recovery was probably like two days right. and I was back to normal again. Um, obviously I wasn't running any long, long distances, mm -hmm. but I felt like I could move my body and my arms and like, I, I didn't feel like they were going to fall off my body. So you start to really assess your success with Spartans more based on how you're handling your uphill climbs when you're climbing and how your recovery is afterwards. Um, and that's where you really have to focus on or, you know, take the conditions of what the weather is going to be like for that day right. and be like, okay, so I really want to do really well on the heavy carries for that day. Mm -hmm. So it's not more like grip strength stuff. It's more, can I get through heavy carries uh, faster than I have before? Right. So it, that's how I break down races when I know that the weather is going to play a, ma a major factor in it or like you really just don't know a Spartan anyways. Mm. Like they could throw like Spartans known for doing the dunk wall to um, some upper body like rope climb or right. monkey bars. So you still have like wet bars that you have to mm -hmm. put your hand on. And it only takes one mess up to like <laughs> completely change right. what the outcome of the day is going to be. Um, so I learned like focusing on one area that you really want to do well in and exceed mm -hmm. in and have that be like your shining moment okay. for the race to right. show where you are in it. Yeah. It's so many very, you know, yeah. there's so many variables in any race, but you start adding obstacles it's and weather mess. conditions and it, yeah, <laughs> elevation and mountains and right. yeah, it becomes, becomes a hot mess pretty mm -hmm. quickly. Um, you know, again, as, as mentioned in the intro and, and as, as I know all too well, um, you like doing all the races I and, do. and we, we've joked about a, a few <laughs> times and maybe a little bit of seriousness in this joking as well of, uh, pulling my hair out a little bit sometimes, <laughs> or at least making me go a little bit grayer than I already am. <laughs> um, because it'll be like, Oh yeah, by the way, like I'm thinking about jumping in this race or yeah. my favorite, by the way, I jumped into this race. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and so, uh, and it's not like jumped into this race six months from now. It's like, I jumped into this race two weeks from now and I've got another race already scheduled for two weeks after that or whatever the case might be. Yeah. Um, but all that, all that to say, and, 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 uh, just would be curious from, from your perspective and a conversation I don't think that we've ever really at least had very much in depth on. Um, how, how do you find that the Spartans, that the OCRs complement your road running and vice versa? Like, like I, 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 I think that there's very well can be benefits that go both ways. Um, but but how do you find that they do they work together well for you? I'm assuming they do since you continue to do multiple types of races. But like, how does that balance or maybe lack of balance? But but how do they the the two kind of work together for you? Um. So I feel like I'm mentally stronger because of the Spartan races that I've done. Um, for example, when we ran Dopey this year, and we were dealing with the heat and the and just that whole aspect that we're not used to because we're from new england and right. it's, january it's january and right. we're not used not exactly to a lot of heat training right. going you leading know? up to that one right <laughs> um but i i mean i can remember looking at my friend on the back end of that marathon and being like it's not killington like mm -hmm. like it's not killington like this is 
like that at least is what I have going for me and I can get through anything because Killington was so difficult mm -hmm. to mentally get around. Um, so mentally, I feel like Spartans helped me with my road running um, just in that alone. Right. Um, but I get all of my elevation training, all of my hill work, all of my running and stuff for Spartans um, for my training stuff that I do. So that kind of falls into line with, with road running training. Mm -hmm. Not that I really have a choice because, again, <laughs> I live in New Hampshire and there's mountains all around me. There's mm -hmm. no place that you can really run where there isn't some kind of elevation that we have to climb um and i think it, and it's good for my training too because it just breaks again it just breaks right. it up so it's like you know on one day you're running on the road and then on the next day you're on a trail and it just keeps it new it keeps it exciting it doesn't get mundane mm -hmm. like you know how like running 20 miles on like some paved road like it can get old after right. a while whereas like you know, if you're running some on trails and then mm -hmm. going to the road, like it just breaks it up. Yep. I, I excel when things are just broken up and it's easier for me to kind of process right. that. Right. Um, so, so fast forwarding, maybe not fast forwarding, but getting to, to this year, you mentioned, you know, running dopey this year. Uh, and again, for those that don't speak Disney, that's, that's the 5k, 10k half marathon, marathon on, on consecutive mornings. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, being, being your coach and, and, and knowing kind of what things were planned for this year, like it was going to be a, another carry year for races <laughs> of, of just all the races it all was. the time. Um, and then, you know, as, as everybody knows and as everybody's been impacted on one way or another, mm. COVID hits, things go sideways, races get canceled. Um, and I'm I, I pretty sure I know that it's been a little bit of a struggle for you at, at times of, of – uh, you know, not having races to look mm -hmm. forward, not being able to break up that monotony of, mm -hmm. of training that you've been, been, uh, you know, struggling with a little bit. Um, how, how difficult has this, this year been for you as far as, you know, from whatever, from March on with no, with no races really, um, there was something we were looking forward to hoping fingers yeah. crossed. And of course they all went by the wayside. Um, uh, how's it been for you? It's been devastating. Yeah. It's been really hard. Um, you know, I have been trying to run the New Jersey race for Spartan for the last three years, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and, um, every year something has happened to, to not have that happen. Right. And so this year, like I was, I was going to run it and like, it was going to be amazing. I was going to do the ultra, like everything, like it was going to be my first ultra. So I've been training my butt off mm -hmm. for months and like, like going through winter training and just, you know, putting my upper body through all kinds of craziness to get ready for, surviving it like right. and that's really what it like i knew it was going to be a challenge uh when when i hit the ultra but i felt like i was at a point in march that i was like okay i'm ready for this like it's going to be amazing like i'll at least get through it and then covid completely mm -hmm. like knocked it out and i was like okay like i'm gonna stay positive races will happen by fall and right. then like you know like one after the other it just they got knocked off and um it was really disheartening um and it was devastating mm -hmm. to not have that chance to really see if i had like all that training that i had put in right um would have made me successful and so now it's the struggle of trying to not completely lose that fitness that mm -hmm. I I'd, I'd gained so that when races do come back, 
like I, I'm ready to go and hit the ground running right. and, and and knock it out. Um, but at the same point, like it's hard to not kind of take this opportunity with COVID to kind of step back a little bit and let my body right. recover a little bit. Um, so it's been really hard to find that balance between mm-hmm. how hard do you still train right. um, and how much do you kind of like bring it back and, you know, take right. it easy. Right. So it's just been, it's been really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you've done a few virtual, uh, maybe more than a few, but not, not quite as many virtual races as you had planned mm-hmm. for in terms of like balancing out the regular, ra- the quote unquote regular races, the in-person races. Um, is that, is that scratched the itch a little bit? Is it made it worse? Like what, what's your take on, on virtual races at this point? <laughs> um, well, we just did our, the virtual race that you put together for me and that was awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was the first time since March that I actually felt excited about doing something, um, that was challenging, that was different. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the great virtual race across Tennessee for the summer. Right. And so that helped to keep me conditioned and gave me something to get me through those months mm-hmm. when we thought that things were still maybe possibly going to happen. Um, so that was fun. But other than that, like the virtuals just haven't been... It. They haven't been really that exciting. It's just another because like there's only so much you can run around wherever it is that right. y- you are, you know, like the same route gets old after a while. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can call it a virtual race, right. but when it's still the place that you run every single weekend, right. like you and know. it's still just you by yourself or you with one other person, mm-hmm. like it's just like it's not exactly it doesn't it doesn't hit the notes at a race weekend, getting away, exactly. going somewhere else, bunch of people. Right. Like doesn't, we just did New York and like it was marathon and it just by the end of it like it was like oh yeah it's like done like okay marathon's done like Mm -hmm. it was great but it wasn't anywhere near exciting as it should have been right it was kind of more like a task at that point than anything else to get it done well and hopefully that's one of those where the ends justify the means because Mm -hmm. it was you know for for those that probably most are aware but for those that aren't it was, you know, run the New York City virtual marathon. So it was just a marathon of your own of 26.2 right. miles. Um, but it gives you admission to eventually uh, run the actual New York City right. marathon. So, so right. you know, again, it, it is kind of a, a task at that point. But hopefully, you know, mm-hmm. it, not hopefully, at some point down the road, whenever races are back and we're able to gather 50,000 people together to, to run a race right. and shut down a city and all that good <laughs> stuff, um, you'll get to go to New York and, and run that race and not have to do it the old fashioned way of just entering the lottery yeah. for a decade and hoping and that maybe crossed. they might, they might pull your name this right. year. So, yeah. um, so, so looking forward and, and getting, getting to the point of, of wrapping things up, Carrie, but, um, you know, lo- looking forward to, to next year and it's still obviously still a lot of uncertainty, still a lot of unknown mm-hmm. of, of, you know, thinking, hoping that, that races are going to come back at some point, but when, and, and how it's going to be different. We, we, we don't exactly know. Um, What's keeping you going right now for, for running? Um, other than the fact that you got some yuts from Florida that every once in a while checks in with you and says, hey, try to do this and do that and gives you some numbers to, to aim for as far as distances go. Um, what, what keeps you getting out there and getting after it at this point? I, I think at the core, like, I, really, I, I love it. Like, I genu- genuinely really do just love running. I love doing those upper body workouts for, that are geared towards Spartan stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that keeps me going. Um, I think, you know, proving to my daughter that, you know, even though we have all this craziness that's going on, 
in our lives. Like you can still look forward to things that are going to happen down the line and that eventually we are going to get back to normal again mm -hmm. um, and to persevere through all the craziness that we've had and to teach her to, to keep on going. Um, and like, it's just, you know, eventually races are going to come back. Like right. it, they are going to come back and I want to be ready for when they come back. And mm -hmm. I want to be still that best version of myself to, to really just not have to be starting 10 steps back. I want to be starting where I was in March, you right. know, and hopefully fingers crossed, like Spartan can at least get a couple of races up and going, um, next year. Mm -hmm. Um, and probably isn't going to look, at all right. the way that um, they have in the past, but it's something. Mm -hmm. And and that's kind of all that I can hope for right now is that at some point it's going to be some version of normal right. that we can just go forward from. Right, right. That's certainly something that uh, probably just about everybody is right. hoping for. And, and, you know, whether it's relating to their running or just, you know, life in general of things mm -hmm. kind of getting back to, and maybe it'll be a new normal, but, some right. you know, some level of, of getting back to where, you know, we're, we're comfortable gathering and comfortable right. uh, going to concerts and running races and, and, you know, all the, all the things that have been put on hold mm -hmm. and, and maybe even not even put on hold anymore, put press stop on, right. um, in just in life in general. So, uh, gotta, gotta get you with a, with one more question, one philosophical something <laughs> or another before we, we wrap this thing up. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that you've mentioned once or twice and, and something that to be quite honest, um, I'm aware, you know, like I know that you've got cerebral palsy and, and uh, kind of how that shakes out for you with one leg being a bit, I don't know, weaker. Is that a fair way of saying it? Not, yeah. not oh, as, yeah. not, the one leg is definitely stronger than the other. Yes. Um, and, and how that's something that you have to adapt to and, and adjust to. And, and uh, I would be curious, you know, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, but maybe this would be a good place to, to wrap up. Um, how has running impacted or changed or i don't know like like what has been how you view your cerebral palsy and the limitations that maybe you thought you had before that you've overcome like how is how has running changed your view of something that you've had your whole life like you said at the beginning some of the people told you maybe you, you can't or shouldn't do these types of things mm -hmm. like how has running impacted how you look at at what you have as far as cerebral palsy goes i mean i've learned that like we are so much more capable of doing things than we actually think that we are. And that a lot of, you know, from a, you're pounded in your head over and over again with, when you have a disability that, well, you have a disability, like you need to take it easy. Like you can't do this. You can't do that. It's okay. Like, and it's easy to get into that mindset of like being passive about it and being like, okay, well I don't need to do that because like I have this disability. Um, but there's something to be said to be like, no, I'm better than that. Like I am fully capable of doing anything that I set my mind to. Um, and running has shown me that time and time again, that no matter what the challenge is, no matter what the distance is, our bodies are amazing and are fully capable of just going whatever distance we want to go or whatever challenge it is, mm -hmm. as long as we put our minds to it and understand what needs to go into it to get to that point. Um, and I'm always one of those people that it's like no limitations. Like right. just because I have this 
doesn't mean that I have a disability. It's an ability. Like, right. it makes me no, no different than anybody else. You know, a lot of people will always be like, oh, like, you're an inspiration or, you know, like, it's amazing what you do. And it's like, no, I'm living my life. Like, mm-hmm. I've lived with it my entire life. Um, I've gotten used to it. My normal is probably different than what your normal is, which is different than whoever else's normal right. is. And everybody struggles. Everybody has things that they're, you know, they have issues with. Like, there's people that have asthma. They mm-hmm. ha- there's people that run with one leg. Like, right. you know, we are all on the same level. And what you put into that training is going to give you whatever the end result is. Um, so just... I've learned to just be honest with myself and committed to myself. And as long as I do that, then I've been able to reach the goals that I've set forth, which Mm -hmm. at times can be really crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And I might go a little over the top with it. Like, I'm like, all right, like I've hit this distance. Like, what else can I do? Mm -hmm. And it's probably not always the smartest choice that I've made. And, you know, there have been a couple of times that my body has been like, hmm, You're not ready for that yet. Or like we need to slow down or or reassess how we're doing it. But there's always a way around it. Mm -hmm. And you just need to buckle up and and get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to (laughs) to the next thing that you're going to overcome and the next the next challenge you're going to put yourself through. And uh, and then what? And then once you get through that one, then what's next and what's right. next and what's next. So, yeah. uh, guys, once again, uh, at running underscore with underscore the underscore rock star. And that's it for the underscores. There's only three, three underscores, but boy, Great. goodness gracious, they're a mouthful <laughs> every time you say it. But at running underscore with underscore the underscore rock star. Dizruns.com slash 894 is the link for the show notes today. If you're, if you're underscored out, just head over there. You can click a link and go ahead and follow her on Instagram <laughs> and, and see what kind of crazy stuff carries up to you next. Um, and uh, as long as she'll let me keep uh, poking her with the stick and, and encouraging her to get out there, uh, I'll be I'll be behind the scenes trying yeah. to pull the strings a little bit along the way as well. But uh, Carrie, thanks for uh, for taking the time today. For thanks for interrupting your vacation a little bit, your time in the sunshine, to uh, have some coffee and sit down and chat for a little bit. I appreciate it, and uh, certainly looking forward to. Uh, a year of racing again and a, a stressful coaching of trying to balance it all. <laughs> uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. But thanks for the time and, and uh, the friendship okay. and uh, nothing but the best going forward, lady. Thanks, coach. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope that you enjoyed the conversation between Carrie and myself. And as per usual, would be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was what was your takeaway from the conversation? Uh, that we shared today. Um, for me, and it was something that, that was mentioned once or twice, certainly brought it up there a little bit towards the end, um, but not something that we, we spent a lot, a lot of time on, and that's uh, Carrie's cerebral palsy and, and you know how that impacts her life uh, and how she chooses through running and, and through other endeavors as well to not let that be you know, a, a, a limiting factor, you know, as much as she can. Of course, you know, just like, you know, any type of disability, any type of, of you know, different situations that we all have, you know, some things we can, we can only do so much because of X, Y, Z. Right. But, um, you know, Carrie keeps trying to push her limits, push her boundaries, try new things, uh, and doesn't just default back to, Oh, I can't because of my leg. And the reason that that stands out to me and, and, and I don't want to, um, put too many words in her mouth, but, but where, where I take away from that is that, um, you know, I don't have maybe a physical thing, physical malady, physical, uh, disability, whatever you want to call it, um, that holds me back. But, and, and maybe you don't either. Some, some of us, maybe we do, 
But my takeaway is that we all have something, I think, back up. I have something, maybe a couple of things, that I do let hold myself back sometimes. For me, a lot of times, and I've, I've mentioned it before, uh, it's, it's between my ears, right? And, and as much as I've been doing work on my mental game and trying to get stronger mentally and, and you know, working on different things, different you know, meditations and mindfulness and visualizations and, and just all of some of those, those types of, of things that I've mentioned once or twice here and there over the years, um, they seem like they're helping. They seem like they're working. I, I feel like I'm as mentally uh, strong as I've, as I've ever been. There are still times that that, 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 I don't know, that, that, that thing in my head, that voice in my head pops up and says, oh man, you can't do this. And all too often I believe it all too often. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I can. And, and maybe I give up, maybe I quit on myself. And so all that to say, my, my takeaway from today is just that reminder that, that if we don't let those things control us, we might just surprise us by what we're able to do. You know, Carrie's a, a great example of not letting her cerebral palsy define what she does. Yes, it's a factor. Yes, it's something that she has to, to work with and sometimes work around and compensate for. But she still gets out there and does it. And and all too often, you know, my, my mental issues, not issues, that's a terrible way of saying it, but my mental hang-ups, sometimes I don't just work through them. Sometimes I don't just keep going. I, I let that be my limiting factor. And talking to Carrie really just reminded me of that. Whatever, whatever things that I'm struggling with, whatever things that maybe you're struggling with, um, yes, they're there, but they can be worked either, either worked over, worked around, gotten past, um, in a lot of cases, in a lot of cases. And so that's, that's my, my takeaway today. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit deeper than, than sometimes they are. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'm not communicating it well. Who knows? That's, that's always a possibility. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, but just this idea of, of physical, external, mental, internal, whatever it is. I think we all have things. Certainly I, I myself have things that, that I struggle with. And too often I probably let those things stop me instead of trying to figure out a way to keep going. Um, and talking to Carrie, been, been fortunate enough to been working with Carrie for, for a few years now or a couple of years now or a year and a half now, whatever it's been. It's been a good time. Not, not, not one of those where it's been a year and a half and oh my God, it feels like five, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been fun getting to know her and working with her. Um, and just seeing that, that, Hey, you know, we've got this, Hey, I, I, this really seems to set my leg off or cause me problems. All right, well, let's work around it. Let's try this out. Always willing to keep going forward. And it just motivates me, uh, to keep doing that as well. And today's conversation just drove that home even more. So that's my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? Uh, let me know at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can always shoot me a message there or comment on the post or whatever the case might be with your takeaways. You can also shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today where we got some photos from Carrie uh, running some of the races that she's run and things of that nature. Uh, you can see those. And also down at the bottom, keep scrolling to the bottom of the page. There's that comment section. You can leave your thoughts and feedbacks there as well. Dizruns.com slash 894. One more time is the link back to the show notes for today. Dizruns.com slash 894. Uh, and while you're there or just on your own, you can get some coffee as well. Dizruns.com slash coffee is the link to take you back to uh, the, the, the coffee page and you can order your own batch of Dizruns coffee uh, and uh, you know have some have some good coffee this winter, these next winter months, and then you know maybe maybe keep it going into uh, into the spring as well. But uh, check that out, Dizruns.com slash coffee. And with that, 
We'll officially wrap this one up, call it a day. Uh, Y'all, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, go ahead and hit that share button. Send it along to a friend. Uh, tell somebody else about the show. That's that's far and away. You know, supporting the sponsors is great. Supporting you know, supporting Patreon, supporting things like that keeps keeps some lights you know overhead, and that's always appreciated. But but hands down, the best thing, the most valuable thing, the most important thing, the most game changing thing that keeps the show going and growing is y'all that are willing to spread the word. So thank you to everybody who's shared the show with one person, shared the show with two persons, shared the show with many persons, um, posting about it, tagging about it, mentioning it. Uh, that stuff is is awesome, and it, it really, really, really is appreciated. So uh, any episode, hit that share button, uh, hit that retweet button, whatever it is. Uh, but thank you all for doing that. Thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you for just, for just letting me be a part of your world. And uh, until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you guys.